This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Demonstration of Extubation Procedure by Craig Smallwood. Healthcare workers in all healthcare settings should always adhere to the latest World Health Organization guidelines on hand hygiene and barrier precautions before and after contact with a patient, bodily fluids, or patient surroundings. For more information, please watch our video entitled Hand Hygiene. My name is Craig Smode. I'm a respiratory therapist here at Children's Hospital in Boston. We're going to discuss with you today the process of assessing a patient and performing extubation. Introduction Extubation refers to the removal of the airway or the endotracheal tube from the patient. There are several things to consider before extubating your patient. Number one, do they have a, a patent upper airway? Number two, do they have the ability to protect their lower airway from aspiration? Number three, do they have an adequate cough or are they able to spontaneously clear secretions adequately from the lower respiratory tract? Fourthly, do they have the ability, we'll discuss this at length in a few moments, to spontaneously support adequate ventilation and oxygenation upon disconnection from the mechanical ventilator? It's also important to consider the hemodynamic status as well as the level of consciousness of your patient. Extubation readiness test. An extubation readiness test is a formal trial of patient's ventilation to ascertain their specific readiness for extubation and separation from the mechanical ventilator. There is a great degree of variability from institution to institution as to what specifically is ent entailed during an extubation readiness test. In general, there are two main camps. A T-piece trial, in which the patient is completely disconnected from the mechanical ventilator and monitored for a period of time, and a minimal pressure support trial, in which the patient is set on a minimal amount of pressure support and a minimal amount of PEEP and monitor for a period of time. Here at Children's Hospital, we use a minimal pressure support trial to evaluate our patient's readiness for extubation. Our patient here is recovering from their disease. They've been transitioned to pressure support just about two hours ago, and we're gonna take a look at their vital signs and ventilatory information to ascertain their readiness for extubation. Let's take a look at their ventilator. We're gonna look at the tidal volume, the respiratory rate, the oxygen saturation, and a subjective assessment of the patient's work of breathing. In general, we're looking for tidal volumes that are greater than 5 mLs per kilo, respiratory rates that are age-appropriate. We're going to ensure that they're not labored or working too hard, and we're seeing accessory muscle use with uh, the ventilation. And also, we want to make sure that our oxygenation is appropriate on a minimal amount of FiO2. In general, we'll test on 40 to 50% O2 and want to look at SATs that are greater than 95%. Preparation. So we've assessed our patient's ventilation. Things look age-appropriate, and I think we're going to proceed with extubation. We've had a thoughtful discussion with the care team. Our medical doctor, respiratory therapist, and nurse are all on board and know their tasks that are going to be associated with extubation. Before we get ready to actually pull the breathing tube out, we want to make sure that we prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. What I mean by that is we should have all the available equipment for intubation should this patient fail extubation upon removal of the breathing tube. Let's talk about some equipment that we're going to need to perform the extubation. We're going to need a manual resuscitating bag or an anesthesia bag. We're going to need appropriately sized mask interfaces for the bag. 
We're going to need to make sure that we have adequate suction equipment on board, an inline suction catheter, as well as a yank hour. We want to make sure that we have an oxygen delivery device or an aerosol mask so that we can provide oxygen to the patient once they've been disconnected from the mechanical ventilator. So on top of making a, an appropriate plan with the care team, ensuring that everybody knows their specific tasks during the extubation, I found it particularly helpful to explain the procedure thoroughly and calmly to not only the patient, but also the parents or guardians who may be at the bedside. All right, kiddo, we're going to get that tube out of your mouth, okay? In just a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suction that out, get all the goobers out of your throat, and I'm going to ask you to cough for me, okay? And when you cough, I'm going to pull that tube out, and you're going to be able to be a lot more comfortable and breathe on your own, all right? Procedure. One of the important things we want to make sure we do is suction immediately before extubation. The reason for doing this is to not only clear the secretions that are in the distal portions of the lung, but also make sure that no secretions in the back of the throat accidentally drop down the airway and cause extubation failure due to secretion clearance problems with our patient. I have all my equipment, my protective gear, and my gloves, and my suction catheter set up for the suction. I'm going to give this kid a quick suction, and we're going to proceed with the extubation. All right, kiddo, give me a couple coughs and we'll get the secretions out of your lungs, all right? Minimal secretions from the lungs. I'm just going to clear out the oropharynx and we're going to get ready to extubate. All right, things look clear down there. So we've assessed our patient. They've passed our extubation readiness test. We've explained the, the, the process to the patient and the family. We decided to go ahead and pull this tube. Let's do that together. All right, kiddo, I'm going to pull that tube out of your throat, okay? It's going to feel a little bit funny on the way out, but it's going to feel so much better once it's done. We have our aerosol oxygen ready to provide some oxygen and a little bit of moisture to what may be a dry throat upon extubation. I'm going to disconnect from the ventilator and connect our kid to the manual resuscitating bag. I'm just going to hold a little bit of CPAP while the patient breathes spontaneously. I'm going to loosen the tape from the child's face. Please note that if the child has a cuffed endotracheal tube, the cuff should be completely deflated following the suctioning of the oropharynx and just prior to removing the tube. Alright kiddo, just like we talked about, I'm going to give you a nice big breath and then I want you to cough. And as you cough, I'm going to pull this tube out. Ready? One, two, three. Big breath and out it comes. Our patient's extubated. So we've just extubated our patient. I'm going to hook up the aerosol mask here and suction the back of the throat out. There's just a little bit of moist air to help your throat, okay? Just going to suction the back of the throat here. Looks good. So we're going to monitor this kid really closely for the next 5 to 10 minutes while we're still in the patient's room, after which we'll just keep a close eye on for a couple hours and make sure that we don't need to reintubate him. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide.
For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.